Is hack culture ruining small businesses or making it better? I'm Brian Rump. And I'm Matt Garrity from Maddie G Digital. And this is the Kawartha Small Business Podcast. We have business conversations for the Kawartha commute. All right, today we are talking about hack culture, and I have an awesome hack right out of the gate for us, and that is uh, awesome hack for your digital marketing. And that is to check out startingpointdigitalmarketing.ca. They have intentionally simple marketing uh, at an affordable price just for you. Uh, that's your hack. Don't even try to do your own digital marketing. Uh, we're going to launch in right now to talk about some of our favorite hacks and maybe some of our most hated hacks. Um, Matt, where would you like to start? I'm trying to rack my brain to remember how this reference even came up on a previous podcast and I had mentioned something about hack culture. And I was really proud of myself because I thought it was really funny and it made a lot of sense. But now I don't even remember the context of it. Do you remember it? Oh, yeah. I think we talk about um, sort of hacking your growth a lot. Mm. You know, businesses who are trying to um, not go through proper steps in growing, trying to do too much on your own. So, you know, people will spend a whole bunch of time to try to learn how to do digital marketing, for example, really poorly. Um, And they take away from that time that they could be working on their business or, you know, creating more chargeable work, um, and they they hack around it. Uh, it happens in every facet of your business, and there's almost a culture of hack culture of you know things like you know clickbait articles, five hacks for digital marketing, you know, five hacks for creating processes, five hacks for your um, you know tax return. Right. Now I'm definitely remembering that. It was a conversation about why marketing doesn't work. And I'm honestly annoying myself now that I talk about marketing so much on this podcast. And I apologize to anyone that listens and also is annoyed. But bringing it back to marketing, that was the the premise of the original idea of like the hack culture with business owners who are not marketers hacking together their marketing or hiring someone inexperienced and the both of them kind of hacking together their marketing. Um, I experienced that a lot with people I talk to. Um, A lot of the people, of course, are hacking their marketing together. That's why they're talking to me to begin with. I always feel a little bit bad on my original calls with people. They're always like quite embarrassed that they're hacking together their marketing. And sometimes if you're doing a Zoom and you can see their face and like their face gets red and they're always like very, they'll blush and they're like ashamed. And I actually have to tell all of them that it's okay that you're hacking your marketing together because A, you wouldn't be having this conversation with me, but B, I literally have the same conversation with every single person I talk to. (laughs) It's the same And I've always been shocked by that. Every first call I have with someone is the same. Every pitch is basically the same. I'm talking about the exact same things. Uh, And every business owner is like, I've been like, I post every once in a while, whenever I can, when I get home at night, that's why I forget. And like, I just need help. It's the same conversation. 
every single time. So it's always kind of not interesting. I always generally feel bad that the people are feeling embarrassed by these type of things and uh, that they're having to hack these things together. But I guess like we always talk about with marketing and literally anything else, like you don't have to hack it together. There's options for these things. There's who's for these things. So, yeah. And I think that's, uh, you know, it's important. And I, you know, when we talk about marketing and, uh, you know, you mentioned off the uh, top there about feeling bad for talking about marketing. Uh, marketing is, I always say it's economics and action and economics is like the force that like surrounds us and binds us all together. Um, the way we sort of use money as a tool and how it flows and managing, you know, resources and our wants. Um, so marketing is really the core of any business. Um, I've had this internal model or discussion going lately about, what comes first finance or marketing yeah it's kind of like a chicken and egg thing because i i look at my skill set as um i've always tried to understand the systems around finance uh a lot of people would say oh you're a numbers guy you're a finance guy i'm not really a nerdy accountant spreadsheet that type of numbers guy but it's more about the systems how they relate to marketing and just thinking about you know what comes first right marketing or finance where do you immediately put your energy um, in terms of building a business to manage that and i think what happens is a lot of people start a business with no money or no marketing so they start hacking away at both so yeah. you know there is a place for hack culture um you know People find ways to get by. They take shortcuts. They, you know, do it everywhere. Uh, they do it with their their marketing. Could be bookkeeping. You know, a lot of businesses instead of getting like a proper, you know, double entry bookkeeping software, they might keep spreadsheets and you know keep a shoebox or keep some sort of track that they think is great, but it will only take them so far. Um, so they have to catch up. Uh, they'll hack their cash flow. So as cash comes in and there's demands on it going out, you know, like move it around randomly and are always, you know, there's not really a plan for that. People do it with their, their operations, how to get stuff done, right? How do I take shortcuts or just, you know, get it done without really having a plan or system in place. So we, we hack things all over the place. We all do it. I do it. I think I never want to sound pretentious on this podcast, but I, cause I talk a lot in a big game and maybe I have a big head about marketing, but I know marketing. I know how to do it. I trust it. I pay for marketing. Like I don't do all my own marketing myself, What? <laughs> but all those other things that you just mentioned, I I've, I've hacked that stuff together. I, the first year, I didn't have a bookkeeper and then I used an accountant to do year end. And uh, then I realized like I need someone to like take care of this on a regular basis. And uh, so I was doing that. And, and even recently, like cash flow stuff, moving stuff around because like, oh, you need money in this account or whatever. And I was, I was paying myself the other day, yesterday or whatever. And I realized for the last like two weeks, I hadn't been taking HST 
off of like the incoming stuff that I was getting and moving that over to another account. And I was like, sweet, look at all this money in here. Well, a bunch of it, 13% of it was for HSD. And yeah. like, I was so embarrassed with myself and also so mad because now that's a cash flow issue. So it's just, it's funny those things. And um, even like organizationally, like you said, trying to hack things together for two years without any process of how to manage and schedule. And this year, my big push was I'm going to get like all the project management, figuring out software, figuring out processes under my belt. I have not done it a hundred percent, but I'm like three quarters of the way there, barely three months into the year. I'm like way ahead than I was. And now looking back on it, it almost makes me sick to think about the amount of time that I wasted, the amount of energy I put into it. And like, I'm so fortunate that things were successful because I, I don't know how they were because I don't know how I could function without how I'm operating now. So, yeah, that's so fascinating. Lots to sort of pick up on there. And I think, you know, most people starting a business, starting out, hack a bunch of things, um, so hack culture is not bad necessarily. I think there's definitely a place for it. Um, you can't always invest all the time and energy you need or money in every element of your business. But at some point, it can cause a big problem. When you try to hack everything, you can't possibly do it. Um, and then you you get really stuck. So I, the other idea I've been playing with is, um, you know, when is your business a real business? And I think there's self-employed, there's sort of some small businesses. Um, but if we look at, um, you know, when is a business sort of a business that's scalable, a business that can work without you? A, really, a business is a function of, it's a collection of systems and processes and, um, you know, engaging the right professionals for the, the right thing. Um, so you have to make that mindset shift, I think, to stop hacking everything and maybe start with one thing that you're not going to hack. Um, I think, you know, we've sort of talked about marketing and finance are two great places, I think, to start with that. Um, and this is, again, the chicken and the egg could depend on which one you're more or less comfortable with. Um, but really, you know, your business is that collection of systems and processes. And then the only way it gets money in is marketing. Uh, there's no other way. So you might think, oh, I don't do marketing. Well, you're doing some marketing. There's some word of mouth. You're calling people. It exists. You're not getting any business without some level of marketing. So the better you can grow and be strategic with that, the more consistently and the more money you'll have coming into that business. Um, but if you're just, you're hacking everything all the time, you also mentioned the amount of time wasted when you look back. Yeah. Um, that just never ends, right? You're always running and sprinting and, you know, finding money here and there, uh, you mentioned, oh, I forgot to put my HST to another account. 
Um, what that tells me is you actually have recognition that that money's not yours and you have to put it in another account. A lot of businesses just keep running and then it's like, oh, HST bill 20,000. Where am I getting that from? So then they go out and they hustle to get in enough cash to pay that bill, right? And then payroll's coming next. Like you get on this never ending sort of uh, roller coaster of not having anything, um, sort of working well and when you're hacking everything either you completely fall apart or you never um, grow you just stay in that trap forever yeah and that was me i guess for a couple years new to business hacking everything did i think i could do everything on my own yeah i did back then for sure and maybe that was a big problem was the ego of a business owner. Maybe I'm projecting on all business owners as I do on this podcast, but I think every person in the world has an ego, whether we want to admit that or not. But then I think business owners specifically do as well, which is not a bad thing because it comes from a place of we think that we can do something better. Um, but I, uh, I just, I look back on the amount of time and energy I put into and stressing myself out <laughs> because. Yeah. And yeah, the put, stress for that, right, yeah. is, like, again, time, energy, stress, and it's taking away from the core of what you're good at in your business. Yeah. So like when I was doing everything and doing sales calls and then setting up a project and rolling it out and getting really in the weeds in the day-to-day, I used to get so scared when I had a, a new opportunity even. Where someone would be like, hey, I want to talk to you about marketing services. And honestly, I was not happy about it. I was scary because I was so busy. How can I take on more? And then I'd go through the motions and I would do well. And I've been very successful with getting a lot new opportunities and working with new partners and everything. And I'd get it and then I'd freak out again. And I'd be like, this is great because I'm greedy and it's more money. But then it's like, I don't have time to even schedule this or figure out when this is supposed to be done. I don't have time to get this done. And it's just kind of a, it's not a balancing act. It's almost like you're just running around a house that's on fire. It's that meme. This is fine. Like you're in a house that's on fire and you're just like, well, I'm going to finish cooking dinner. Well, before I leave the house, I'm going to cook, I'm going to wash my dishes. And well, like the dishes are done. I might just go like sweep the floor. Like it's just the house is on fire and you're trying to go about your business and really yeah. calm. And now like with the focus on a couple different things, but trying to stay focused on like the project management side of things, like with this project management software that is supposed to be very expensive. And at one point I thought I was going to end up paying like triple the amount that I was paying that I ended up paying. But I bought into it so quickly because I realized how much time it was going to save me. And I invested a lot of time in the first month setting it all up. But I look back now and like for, I spent $115 every month on it. To some people that might be a lot. To some people it's nothing. To me, it's extremely affordable. And I it's got to be saving me like I don't, four hours a month at a minimum without really thinking hard about it. But honestly, it's probably even two or three times as much. 
And that's, yeah, that's uh, common um, to underestimate the time. So you think it's four hours, but really it's probably 12. And then it's also like, I know for me, the mental stress of like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that takes away from like other things that could be using your time and energy. Yeah. And like, it makes everyone happier, not just me, the business owner. It makes the people that are working with you happier. Um, the people like on your team, they know what's going on. They have clear expectations. They know when things are due and what's going on. And in some ways, like the one woman that I work a ton with and I have for years, we've almost joked recently where it's like, everything's too calm all of a sudden in the last 30 days and not in a bad way because sometimes calmness is a bad thing, but it's like, we're still busy as ever. We have just as much going on as we ever have, but everyone knows what's going on and when, what the expectations are and everything. It's, it's quite fascinating. And I love that. So it's the, you know, going from that hacking everything, that mindset shift and not hacking everything. There's a patience to slowly, build all of that but then you end up with you know that calmness where you know we've talked about hustle culture before and how we don't have to be hustling all the time Uh, a lot of you know very successful people take a lot of time off they don't work all the time but when they do work it's very focused very they know what to do so when you have those systems in place that says, okay, Matt, you have to work five hours today. Here's your everything you need to do. That might have taken you a week to do before, but now it's all set up that you can intensely focus on those five hours and do a week's worth of work and then feel calm afterwards. Like that's how it, it, business should work, right? It should be call relatively calm you know you want to be progressing and on your toes a bit and you don't want to you know lose sight of what's happening in the the business marketplace or anything like that but it doesn't have to be panicked yeah and like when you're hacking stuff together you're just basically half assing it what regardless of what it is like and then you're not spending enough time on the things that are actually important where you could just be paying someone or using someone to do something that you're not really adding value to, or it's not even about not adding value to it, actually. It's about there's someone out there that is extremely good and they are valuable to the situation, like a bookkeeper or a marketer or whatever, an HR manager or someone doing payroll. So you're paying HST when you should be and all that. Um, You're just, you're wasting time and you're, you're not allowing yourself the opportunity to grow even. So it is a weird chicken and the egg thing where I do now believe that you need to be paying for these things upfront because if you're not doing that and you're trying to hack it all together and you're doing your own marketing and you're doing your own this, that, and the other thing that you you think you have to do because you're the only person in the world that can do it, you're, you're just taking away from the growth of your business because you're just kind of like stuck in the mud, aren't you? 
Yeah. Yeah. You get stuck. And I think uh, what's fascinating is the other thing with hack culture is you can do it and get by. Um, but where it becomes a big problem is different stages of your business. And a few examples that I've seen where people hack their way to way too much growth. And this is where you'll see companies growing too fast and then they just completely die, right? They'll end up in bankruptcy or just, you know, they they borrow and they leverage, they get by and then all of a sudden they're so big they can't pay their bills and they just completely crumble. Hmm. Uh, the other, from a small business standpoint, is I see a lot, you get someone who's like works really hard, they're great at their job. They, they work and they hack, they get to a certain level, but then all of a sudden, no matter what they do, they can't actually make any more money. They're not really that profitable. They're overworked, underpaid, and there's just so many problems to fix. They have like a they short circuit. They're not sure what to do. Um, it reminds me, I, I was in the uh, army reserves. Um, so to use some sort of military analogy, it's like sort of fighting through a line and getting way ahead of everybody else. Um, so you see it in like, you know, movies I don't know, like Game of Thrones or, you know, someone breaks through and they're way ahead, but then all of a sudden they're just completely surrounded and they're by alone. Like you can't possibly be successful that way. You need to have the support of, you know, the other people in your line, the supplies, you know, have to get to you, like all of these, um, these things that you need. So, you know, as a business, when you hack too much, you just, you get so far ahead and then everything's broken, right? So then all of a sudden you're in Matt's office talking about, or on Zoom talking about, well, I've hacked my marketing and it's terrible and I have to rebuild from scratch so now it's going to cost me twice as much as it should be to catch up and then you're talking to me about cash flow because you're like matt needs cash for me to pay for marketing i don't have any uh, so i'm you know uh peeling back trying to find ways to sort of fix cash flow you know you're talking to operations people about getting more efficient talking to hr people about you know everyone on your staff hates you and like, <laughs> you, have no, you know, you have no policies or systems in place. Um, so it just, it becomes everything all at once. Um, and that's where people sometimes just shut down and walk away, which is not fair because they're usually very hardworking, talented people, um, or they have to invest a whole lot into fixing it and maybe take a big step back before they can grow again. So I think the earlier you can identify that shift from hacking to sort of building properly with professionals, um, the more that's going to help in the future. And I would bet the experience you've had, the people that have hacked it their whole uh, business career or their business time that get themselves into trouble are extremely resistant to any sort of help or advice from you or anyone else because they're like, well, I was able to hack my way through my business. I'm in trouble now. I'm going to hack my way out of it and just probably continue digging themselves a bigger hole. Yeah, they they typically do, or it takes them forever to commit to doing it, 
right? Uh, they might for a little bit and then some big pain happens and then it's harder to fix. Um, but, you know, in people I've worked with, I've made some amazing sort of transformations. Um, I also think I'm sometimes the angel of death <laughs> because I've <laughs> helped people realize that they they need to close their business and like life will be better without it, which has worked out great in the long run, but it's, it just becomes too late to, to save that. Um, but, you know, having professional help early on is very helpful. You know, engaging um, some level of coaching is very helpful. You know, again, when you look at really successful people, they all have multiple coaches. Um, like uh, I'm part of a program now with uh, Greg Evans that I work with, a coaching program that's very sort of world-class. And even the coach who runs it has multiple coaches that, yeah. uh, you know, he talks about. So like it, you know, when you filter it down, people have different coaches, different advisors, um, you know, so yeah, you're still hacking things. And sometimes the hack is just hire a coach to do help you or hire starting point digital marketing to just get me started on my digital marketing. Um, and then maybe later, then you're like, okay, now Maddie G Digital, let's look at, you know, where do, where do I go next, right? And then maybe six months later, I take another step. So it's not always jumping right into doing everything that you need to do. It's, um, you know, progressing into that. Yeah. I guess hack culture is basically do it yourself. Hack culture, DIY culture. And DIY, five hacks to do this, do it all yourself, do it cheaper. Um, and again, some of those are going to work great for you and you can do it, but it, you can't do all of them. Um, so you have to really pick and choose. Um, and try not to do it in every aspect because then you're not building a business. You might be building an income for yourself, but you also end up with a business that can't possibly function without you. And it's not worth anything for someone to come in and, and buy and, and take over. So you're not even helping yourself out with your long-term wealth growth in that case. Uh, so they, you know, it ends up, costing a whole lot more than you probably ever could save oh absolutely and in some cases diy makes sense like make your own cheesecake at home that's something reasonable you can do on your own um do it yourself re-roofing no probably not i'd hire a professional i probably wouldn't want to be up on my roof redoing my roof like that's going to cost me a fortune in the long run (laughs) so like we need to be pretty critical about this the hacks that we're doing and the DIY stuff that we're doing for our businesses. Cause I think as we've maybe illustrated on this call, like it's just going to cost you in the, it doesn't seem like it's costing you in the short run, short term, but long run, it absolutely is. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, that sounds like an episode to me, Matt. Uh, Thank you for listening and thank you to Starting Point Digital Marketing. Uh, You could check them out at startingpointdigitalmarketing.ca. If you would like to get out of the hack culture that you've created for yourself, uh, we'd love to talk to you about that. Send us an email at setitup at kawarthasmallbusinesspodcast.ca.